Welcome to the Tolkien Project. I am Nick Cole, and I have just finished recording for you The Wizard at the Crossroads, which is chapter 10 of the Tolkien Project. And the Medusa told me that she liked this chapter a lot, and then she sent me a note, and it had a, it had a little message. It said, do you like this chapter a lot? Check yes if you want to go study, or no if no. And I had checked yes. yes. And we have been going steady since the early 2000s. <laughs> 2001, right? Yes. And as I pointed out today, I've been ditching no. homeroom. Okay. Yes, 2001. Sorry. <laughs> I was, you know. I know. I was going to withhold the details just in case, you know, the, oh. the FBI or some con artist is out there. But, you know. Okay. Hey, everybody. We've been together since 2001. Now you know I'm not a dirty old man. <laughs> Good. Anyway, you were talking about ditching school? Yeah, I was pointing out today that I've been ditching homeroom since 1987. Yes. There's another bit of information you can probably figure out that the last year I was in high school was 1987. Some people might ditch more than just their senior year. Although mine was just senior year, too. That must be common. I, wonder why. Uh, I think I started ditching in 10th grade. <laughs> I figured. <laughs> I figured you would be a little. But I was not uh, the ditcher uh, as was my, uh, my childhood best friend. Oh, yeah. Who uh, <laughs> decided to... Decided to ditch. Uh, I think he ditched his whole junior year. <laughs> I mean, all classes or everything. Like, oh, everything. Whoa. It got really out of hand. That. And really and like many things, it got so out of hand. Uh, and he didn't tell me because we went to separate schools, mm-hmm. and we we would meet up every afternoon at his house and have grilled cheese sandwiches. And that was the friend who I talked about in the previous podcast. I'd go over and torment his family gatherings by playing with the mentally ill guy, Dillingham. But he wasn't actually dating Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Mom listened to that podcast, and she said, uh, they were such wonderful people. They were so kind. Yeah, yeah. they sound like yeah. it. They put up with you. <laughs> they put up with your shit. Hey, you're fun and interesting. <laughs> you bring something to the table. So my friend, he, uh, he, uh, I get to his house early one day, and I'm just, again, you can tell what kind of person I was. So I say to him, hey, uh, Mr. Workman called and wanted to talk to your mom, because that was the name of, like, the the disciplinary principal at that school. And had he really called? No. But So how did you know to say that to him? Because I knew. You, didn't, you said you didn't know he was ditching. You figured it out? I was just screwing around with him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even think that I knew that he was ditching. I just thought I'd, like, mess okay. with him. Okay. And then, uh, and he got really quiet, and he was quiet for the rest of the afternoon. I think we watched, like, some Inspector Gadget and Thundercats. But he Thundercats. didn't see a moment of it. Cause <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see a moment of it. And then I'm like, hey, let's take off and go play some video games. And he was like, um, I think I'm going to go to bed. And I think, uh, he's like, I'm not feeling too well. And I think, like, he thought if he could get in bed before his parents got home, then he wouldn't be, like, tormented. Uh-huh. So... I thought nothing of it. I remember it being kind of like fall or winter because it was cold and it was dark early. And so I went home and I started doing my homework. And about 8.30, I thought, you know, I should call and tell him I was just screwing with him on that. 8.30, <laughs> wow. So I called him. <laughs> and I go, I go, hey, you know that workman thing? And he goes, yeah. And I go, uh, I was just messing with you. <laughs> he didn't call or anything. I didn't want, to, I didn't want you to lie. I was, like, it was like I was going to mess with him and then I forgot to mess with him. But like it had like been enough because of, because of his, because of the portrait of Dorian Gray that was his life at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he so he goes to me he goes dude i have been ditching school for like i think it was like five months now wow. yeah i said five months he goes i'll tell you about it later so he told me about it later <laughs> and like he'd fallen in with these two guys and they made a habit of like ditching one class and going to uh uh like 7-eleven to play like video games mm-hmm. and then it turned into the whole day and then it turned and it must it must have been like a cold day or whatever but i remember him telling me like and then we started going to the beach every day and like and then it turned i'm like when did you go to school last and he's like months ago i have not been to school for months and wouldn't his, his parents have noticed how are you getting so tan <laughs> like if he's going to the beach every day no they were kind of like a little clueless okay and they were beat because they were regular parents. They just worked all day. You know, they came home, lasagna, and, you know, like, they, yeah. you know, they, they turned on the TV. And But um, I think that, uh, you know, they would not have put that. They were not the, they were not Columbo. Yeah. They were not the Columbo that my family or your family was. <laughs> That's they would, true. They would not have put that together. They would have just thought, well, he's running in the sun. Yeah, you... you know. And they were avoiders, like him. Like, he was an avoider of mm. the inevitable. Yeah. And they were kind of avoiders of the inevitable. Like, they didn't want to know, but then when the principal calls you, you're about to know. And so they did call, and Mr. Workman eventually did call. Like, mm-hmm. And I wanted to say, like, you knew this was coming. And he said, like, I knew it was coming, but, like, there was nothing I could do now, so I thought I'd just let it ride. I mean, I think it went on for a few more months. And then they told them, like, hey, uh, you're supposed to be a senior this year, and you're not going to, you don't have enough credits to graduate next year so you've got to redo your entire junior year so it wasn't even like a summer school thing that he could do he literally had to do it there was a a bargain was made in that he had to go to summer school Mm. i feel like maybe both years for both years Uh even though he graduated in june yeah okay and it was a real it was a real bummer wow that's crazy (laughs) well which kind of ties in with today's episode on the tolkien project don't Mm -hmm. don't tell lies Right. And we see that that Tappert is kind of a resistor to that. He doesn't like telling lies. Yeah, I like that about him. But I would say in this instance, he had to because he's protecting someone. Right? Yeah, sure. Can't we talk about it? We usually do spoilers, right? Yeah, they should have listened to the podcast. I mean, I I don't want to, it's not as big of a deal, but it's kind of like when Nazis, I mean, not Nazis, when Germans... Jews from the Nazis and then they would lie and say no I haven't seen any there's no one here if you're protecting someone that's kind of the time when it's okay yes Nazis weren't hiding they were doing the seeking no I know did I say that wrong again giant game of Jewish if I said that right I meant Germans were hiding Jews from the Nazis that's true yes yes it was a big it was a big national hide and seek game Mm -hmm. you know we were just playing hide and seek. <laughs> but then you were putting them on the trains to the death camps. Oh, yeah, that, that, that has to be consequences for the hide and seek loser. <laughs> That's how I would have come out if I would have been the Nazis and explained that whole kerfuffle. Yeah, I don't think, I still think that would there's have just, flown. There's just no explaining genocide, <laughs> is what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, uh, I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, there is no explaining genocide. But it's funny, I think, you know, and we can do this because this is the Control-Alt-Revolt podcast, and oh. everybody's, uh, I mean, it's it's the Tolkien Project, but everybody's right. here, but I do think we're in kind of a genocide right now. I know. And I and it's amazing the amount of explanations that are going on, and people are just lapping it up. They're like, yes, 
children do have heart attacks. Yes. Uh, uh, healthy athletes have always been dropping over on the field dead. Right. And it's and you There's still need to get them. the vaccine. And like, yeah. oh, cancer has always been out of control. Like, all of these all these, these things. It's amazing. I, I'll see people who are awake and saying, ah, I'm not having anything. I got the vaccine. I'm not having anything to do with it. I got more informed. I didn't like the experience. And then you see other people like, nope, they told me to get it. I'm getting it. And so what the Medusa and I have noticed is vaccine season is here because we're hearing more and more sirens again. Not to the level that we were, but we're hearing fairly consistent at certain times of the day. And that kind of told us something. Could be something else, but the last time we were hearing at this number, there was a big, huge spike increase death. So that that's kind of interesting stuff. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's terrible. So, Tappert, he did a good thing. He did a good thing. You always, you always want to do a good thing. Like Elon Musk taking over Twitter. Yeah, I mean, I hope he keeps being a good guy. Because I know some of us are like, well, so far so good. But I'm not positive. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome so far. It seems great. I have some good feelings about it. because, But, but I just wonder, is it is are they just throwing us a bone? Right. You know, is he working for them and trying to distract from the election? Let's just say there's like none of these nefarious schemes that are going on. Mm-hmm. Here's what we're looking at with two weeks out to the election. We're looking at a group of people that couldn't buy votes right now. It's so far down. They've literally got a stroke victim. And, like, I guess there was a hot mic moment between Schumer and Biden. And Schumer's overheard saying, like, well, we didn't take too much damage in, in Pennsylvania mm. during the debate. And you're like, are you kidding me? I know, really. Did you watch that debate? That He's was all, sad. Well, well, I watched CNN afterward, and they <clears> said <throat> it was pretty good. So, so. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Well, we would drug dealers would call that back in the biz. Don't smoke. Don't get high out of your own stash, <laughs> exactly. Schumer. And I'm afraid, Schumer, if that is the case, you are getting high out of your own stash. Um, the economy is just garbage. Uh, it's funny. You'll see these things where they they'll say uh, Biden said it today. I think it was. Uh, I'll be able to do your student loans. Uh, and give you the break on that because it's been held up by the courts in two weeks. What? Like, literally, they're down to, like, you know, like, would you, they're catfishing the American public now. Like, if you'll just do this thing, you know, like, it's, it's, it's sad. So, so then you, they lose Twitter. And, and if, you, if you really would like to enjoy yourself in sort of a schadenfreude way, head on over to t- uh, Twitter and see all of the usual suspects, the huge major lefties who've been basically... Um, humiliating everybody because they get to bat with the wiffle ball bat and the wiffle ball and hit it out of the park every time on a, on a tweet and get like 60,000 retweets, which turns out that was all bullshit. That was all bots. Mm-hmm. And then act like you're nobody because you're, you're, you, you either have the regular Twitter metrics or you're someone like me who's totally throttled and stuff like that. So anyways, they're now getting zero retweets. They're falling apart. They're saying, you know, this is the beginning of fascism, and they're going, we're back to resist now. But anyways, their their sweet melting down has been a lot of fun. Yeah. And so if you if you are a deeply fractured and flawed person like that, then head on over for a good time to Twitter. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's fun. And I was just reminded. I think it's old footage, but maybe it's recent. Uh, but I just saw some Project Veritas again. Literally, some of the top dogs there admitting to throttling conservatives i mean like absolutely verbatim like admitting it so i mean it's not just in people's heads like 
they've been the, caught. The gaslighting is incredible, and we talked about it earlier this week, but like Jake Tappert saying, you know, who's going to be responsible for making all these kids wear masks? And you're like, well, you, Jake. You. You and your network, Jake. Uh, let me get you a mirror, buddy, to find the culprit. <laughs> oh, looks like Jake Tapper's responsible. But the gaslighting is incredible. And this goes back to my career. And I don't want to ever be that artist or writer who makes everything so hair about themselves. Have we told the hair story? Well, not on the Tolkien Project, for okay. sure. Um, the Tolkien maybe Project on is the control project. of the whole project. I haven't made yeah. a Tolkien Project. And oh, I got, okay. I've got it. I'm, 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 I'm planning for the month of December to get a whole Tolkien Project uh, thing, thing, thing. Would you like some things? <laughs> so is getting political on this one going to be is, a problem? No, I think these people are cool. Well, I mean, once you open it... I mean, How about you let us know? Something. If you're just tuning in for the Tolkien Project, let us know if you don't like the politics. But I will... I am going to create a separate me-free place where you can get just the Tolkien things and you don't have to put up with my horrible behavior. <laughs> Until then, you have to put up Enjoy. with it. Enjoy. <laughs> um... So what was I saying before you... I know, before I derailed. <laughs> before you derailed the entire conversation. Um, let's see. We can always pause so we can remember. <laughs> oh man, I ruined it. <laughs> no, you make it better. Oh my gosh. I am bad about that. Um, I was going to say that... Uh, it's uh, It's interesting how they're all in sort of this mode of uh, lying, you know, and telling everybody, you know, and, and Twitter's like, oh, it's the end of the world and all these kinds of things, but it's, uh, boy, I can't remember. Well, you, like you Jake just, Tapper, and you're like, yeah, let me give you a mirror let me give so you, you can the, see the culprit. Let me give you the mirror so I can see the culprit of who it is. Oh, yeah, I, now I remember. Yay! Now I remember. <laughs> we got that. that. How are you so good at that? Maybe it's know. that my mind is not good. Yeah, I always think you have such a steel trap mind that you won't, like, yeah. lose your train of thought. Yeah. I feel like that's my job, is to lose my train of thought, <laughs> but then I'm surprised. The Portuguese you... people, like, make a lot of exclamations while each other talks. Yes. And you've learned to master that. I'm sorry. Watching you and your dad watch Fox News is about as fun as it gets. It's fun. I the like people watching can't... Fox News with him. <laughs> the people can't even get a word in edgewise while you two are... They're like, oh, that guy. Uh, like, literally, you guys will pause it so that you can rail for like 20 minutes. Did you minutes. see what he said the other day? I know. <laughs> and I just sit there and go, how many hours till I get to go home? Aww. I have to be here. Three meals a day. Oh, it's brutal. Because I don't eat that much. You know, your family's like, now we're having breakfast. Now we're having lunch. Now we're having dinner. <laughs> now we're having snack. <laughs> it's like the little. And they're like, we're going to do this for 10 more days. I'm like, what? Well, you've had your day. This is it. This... All the conversations we're going to be had have been had. Yeah. I am going now. Exactly. And then they always leave. they always give me this look when I take you away. Like, if you ever studied Greek mythology, like when Hades carried Persephone off to the underworld for six months, that's how your family looks at me when I drive away. Hades. <laughs> and I just laugh and laugh and laugh in my black chariot. <laughs> okay. So. So Jake Tapper is the culprit. But it brings me, and I remember the hair story. That's right. Oh, the, hair, that's the right. The hair story. We were, the Medusa and I were doing an opera. And there was this gay guy in the opera. And he was cool. And uh, his name was Andrew, I think, or something like that. or Maybe. Something like that. And he'd been, he was a stage director. But he, we were all doing light walking for a big ring cycle. So a ring cycle is 
the big World Series of Opera. It's the it's the Viking lady, you know, and the stuff and the dragon. It's twenty hours long. Because it's four separate, it's four really separate. long operas. Yeah. And so they don't want the expensive opera singers to stand there, so they hire some chungos to come in and play their parts. For like uh, setting up the lights, I think. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. That's why it's called light walking. Light walking. Yeah. 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 I can't remember if we said that part. And uh, I'm going to make a character in Galaxy's Edge called Gene Lightwalker, <laughs> just to give Jason the stroke. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it almost sounds like Skywalker, Lightwalker. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the whole point. He used to get mad at me when I would get too close to Star right. Wars. <laughs> but he couldn't say anything. He'd just like give me this look like this. I, I know, that's what it is. So, anyways, <laughs> Gene Lightwalker coming to Galaxy's Edge near you. So, um, so, Andrew, like, there's a, when you're lightwalking, there's a lot of time to just sit around and screw around and talk and have stories. So, Andrew was telling us that a long time ago, or, or a few years back, he had gotten um, a paid gig in which he basically had to accompany the original guy who did the hair thing. Like hair the musical. Hair he the musical. Wrote it or he wrote it or and started it. Okay, like yeah. if you look it up, he wrote it and started it and everything. Like it was the epitome of narcissistic performance. Yeah. And and it even got worse. He said, So uh, we were supposed to we were gonna do hair revival and they paid us all this money for me to shepherd him around to all these cities and locations so that he could get inspired to make a new and modern updated hair. And he said, After about a day I realized that this guy had one trick. And it was wherever they would go, whatever they would see, if they saw a subway or the side of a building or a giant mall or whatever, he would always look at Andrew and he would go, that's so hair. Mm-hmm. That's so hair. And and his whole life was this one thing he'd done 40 years ago. Right. But he saw everything through the lens of it. So I don't want to ever be that kind of actor or performer or creator, whatever it is I do for a living. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, like he couldn't move on from it and make something new and exciting. Well, I don't want to make everything about myself. Mm. So I guess they had to spend weeks together and every day, all day long, it was that's so hair. That's mm-hmm. so hair. I do remember there was like, and I can't remember the specific details, but there was one obscure moment where something wasn't hair. <laughs> and that seemed to like blow his mind. <laughs> but apparently everything, you know, this toothpaste is so hair. This Mrs. Fields Christie. Are there even Mrs. Fields Christie's anymore, like in the mall? Remember that little? Uh, yeah, I remember. Um, that, I haven't seen one Or did one Cinnabon? In a long time. Did like was there a war between Cinnabon and Mistress Fields, and like Cinnabon like took Mrs. Fields out, like Breaking Bad, and just like buried her in an out of a vat of acid in the desert? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen one in a long time. Yeah. People can comment if you if you've seen one recently, let us know. But yeah, yeah I know there's one Straw here. Hat Pizza left. Really, just one? Just one. How do you know there's only one? We talked about it on the internet. Okay. Interesting. Where is it? Somewhere. Like, okay. I don't know that I ever had Straw Hat, but we had a pizza that we made recently, and you said... That was like better. This reminds me It was me close to Straw Hat, Straw but Hat. better. Yeah. And all I did was take some French bread, put some pizza sauce on it, put some mozzarella and oregano on it, and then put some pepperoni on it, and then I baked it in the oven, and I tell you, it came out like... Oh, I was trying to make a pizza boat like when you were a kid, but it came out like better than Straw Hat. Like if you haven't done that, get like just like cheap old like French bread and throw down some pizza sauce, make it thick, and the good mozzarella. Grind that up, add some oregano. It makes it Italiany. 
put in some good pepperoni and just bake the hell out of that thing. And that'll be one of the best pizzas you will ever have in your life. Oh, and heat the sauce ahead of time. Heat the sauce. That was the pro tip. Like, the first round, it was okay, but the sauce needed to be hotter. Second round, like, and the leftover pieces done back in the oven again were great. Yeah, that was really good. I like that. That was all right. I'm hungry. (laughs) Me too. So I don't ever want to be that guy, but going back to the gaslighting thing, that was how I got to know Larry Korea. Because mm-hmm. in, in publishing, they said, uh, there's no such thing as a left-wing bias in publishing. It's just that you right-wing writers, and everybody who doesn't think like them and espouses things is right-wing. Right. You know. Um, Anyone uh, right of communist is yeah. right-wing. Right? Well, it's funny, like, all the leftist commentators who used to just be, like, classical liberals and you know, like, used to hate on everybody, and now because they're like, hey, things are getting a little crazy, they're like, you right-winger! I know, exactly. <laughs> you know, Kanye's right-wing now, and right. you know, every, everybody's a right, you know, you know, so, but they were saying, they would say to us, uh, you guys just don't get published because you're awful at writing. Mm-hmm. And then my story of getting banned from HarperCollins, because I, I'd already gotten a publisher's uh, weekly star, which is kind of a huge thing to do. And I'd already had critical reviews and commercial success and all that kind of stuff. And then they, they fired me because I wrote something. You can read that in Control-Alt-Revolt. And, uh, and then I wrote a blog post about it. Larry Cree found about it. And he goes, aha! This is exactly what we're talking about. They're gaslighting everybody by saying right-wing writers don't get published when clearly there is a bias. And we all know that now. But that side will always gaslight you with a straight face. You know, tell you, uh, oh, well, we just, uh, what are we going to do about these masks that destroy our children? It's like, y- you did it. And I, I think that's the most stunning thing out of all of these things. And again, I think it fits with the Tolkien Project because we're talking about lies. And the Tolkien Project is about truth and illusion and lies. So it's okay to talk about it. But it is amazing the amount that the people who are trying to destroy everything we love will just look you in the face and lie. Last night on on Facebook, I said, listen, integrity will make you more money than a college degree. Mm -hmm. And people had thoughts on that. For the most part, people agreed with me and stuff like that. I watched my dad's career and his integrity made him a lot of money because my my dad's job as a a pilot and as an an, uh, uh, aircraft owner and a guy who moved aircraft around and then he had an airline and hauled sports and rock and roll teams around. It wasn't necessarily uh, the airplanes or the business that people bought. They bought my dad because my dad had an incredible amount of integrity um, and and especially people who wanted to be safe in, in aviation. That's, what, you know, especially people with a lot of money like, you know, rock and roll people who were afraid of dying in plane crashes. That meant a lot to him. And so it's the same thing in, in the business that I do with Jason. We have this thing where we will we will willingly do a handshake deal to, um, like, we don't, like, we know you have to have a contract and everything has to be like that. But we've told ourselves, like, we will operate even on a handshake to the, the fullest amount of our integrity. You don't live up to that side of it. Great, you took advantage of us that you only got the one chance. But we, we conduct ourselves as though we're not even living by a contract. We're living by our word. And your word is your bond. Your word, my word is my bond. <laughs> so, um, and it kind of was born out this morning because we launched a new book uh, over on uh, Wargate Books, and that's uh, Doc Spears' new Warlord series. And we launched, we launched it where 
Um, you can buy the first book and get it today. And then there's the pre-orders up for the other three books. And mm -hmm. a lot of people DM'd me and they said, not only did I buy the first book, I bought the second and third book. And awesome. time and time again, they said, you guys do everything right. You have been right about all the things that you do. You do everything with integrity. You always provide quality books, which mean fun and entertaining. And you deliver. And so I had no problem clicking the pre-orders on both the next titles. Cool. And um, that's that's the sign that that's the kind of business you want. You want a business where you can put up something and people don't even know about it, but they go, "Well, I'm buying it because it's quality." Here's what I know about you, because I see all the inside baseball with you. But like, you will literally take a hit yourself in order to do things right. You know, mm -hmm. optimally that doesn't happen all the time, obviously. But like, if you have to take a hit in order to do things right, and like err on the side of kind of hurting yourself rather than the product and you know whatever yeah. you will do that yeah like when you go to trader joe's and she doesn't charge you for the flat of water she just charges you for one water she rang in the quote the code mm -hmm. and then i make a big show of it to everybody in the lines and I'm, look at me <laughs> i'm making everything right no no i don't want what is it that a man loseth his soul and all that's usually when i'll no. devolve into <laughs> king jamesian english loseth his soul yet profiteth the world is, and everybody like looks at me like, oh, <laughs> and then I'll go out to my car. I'll be a Lord. Have you seen how good I was in there by not cheating on the flat of water and taking the the gain of eleven dollars instead of one ninety nine? Lord, why when when you will blesseth me with a Ferrari? <laughs> I was talking about business, but yeah, oh, okay. you do yeah. that. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes <laughs> I do that in business too. But yeah. I was using the trader. I like jokes. it. <laughs> and, and hats off to me for being the first person to old English Ferrari. That was Ferrari. <laughs> my favorite moment. Lordeth, when will thyeth shewin <laughs> me thy gracious and mercy and giveth me a Ferrari? <laughs> Next oh on God. Bad Shakespeare Theater. <laughs> And no, I'm not going to hell. God thinks that's funny. <laughs> God is a sense of humor. He definitely does. Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, and and even if it was wrong, that's not why I'd be going to hell. Right. <laughs> I'd be going to hell because I didn't accept the gift of eternal salvation from Jesus Christ. Yeah. Exactly. Then you can make all those jokes. <laughs> oh, man. I love it. I love it, I love it, and we love you, and thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Um, if you are an insider, you now have the audio copy oh, that was sent to your email directly. If you are not an insider, consider subscribing, and then you can hear the Medusa and I actually read the story, and I'll tell you, that is a lot of fun. It's a lot exactly. of fun. I did have another book come out this week that is called uh, Strange Company Voodoo Warfare, and that is live on Audible now. And everybody already got, I think, like 20, it's 17 hours long. It's 18 hours long, effectively. Wow. And because um, that's good for the commute and everything like that. So blow a credit on that. And everybody loves Christian Ryan Grant. Uh, and everybody is really digging it. I, I think I've got like one four star and the rest are five stars so that's far. That's awesome. So people are really digging that book. And it's a lot of fun because like that is a series. Um, I don't, I don't want to say this in the wrong way. I don't take it seriously. I have a lot of fun with it, and I'll just, I'll do things that, with other series, I have to be more careful. I have to be more careful with Galaxy's Edge. 
because Jason's involved and he wants to play with the action figures correctly in their packages behind glass <laughs> where they can't be hurt. <laughs> and Forgotten Ruin, I have to get you know correct because we're dealing with U.S. Army Rangers, so we can't be silly because Rangers are not silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Forgotten, with a Strange Company, there's a lot of callbacks to other science fiction franchises, and I can do things. That sometimes Jason will warn me, like, do you want to be sued? Because that's how you get sued. And I'm like, well, Jason's not in this thing, so I can be sued. And no one's going to sue me. I'm small potatoes. But, yeah, so you just mean that you're, like, free with it, which is pretty cool. I'm free. That's what I mean to say. I don't mean yeah. to say I don't take it seriously, but I'm pretty free with it. And so where I think that really translates for a lot of people is they dig the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's uh, there's some heavy themes in there and, like, a lot of veterans... Um, it nails the veteran mindset in a lot of ways. And there is sort of a dark humor in that. And so they, I, I think that they, deal, they, they, they dig that a lot. But it is pure fun. And then Christopher Ryan Grant doing, like, Stink Eye's voice is hilarious mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So Stink Eye is like a half-black, half-Chinese space wizard. Right. You know, kind of like Bob Marley meets Samuel L. Jackson kind of guy. Yeah. Where does the... Uh Asian part come in. It just says that he's half Asian. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just says that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he likes, I do picture him that he way. He likes Mugu Japan. Yeah. Yeah. I picture him as like maybe like a darker skinned, kind of smaller, like Asian guy. But they call I that, kept him They call that Blasian. Yeah. 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 Is that like how you picture him or? Yeah. He's okay. a little, yeah. He's like, yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's spindly. Mm hmm. He's got problems. He's crazy. He's crazy. He drinks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and he has crazy abilities, too. He does have crazy abilities. Yeah. Yeah. So that series is just a lot of fun, and I, th- and, and I think you'll dig it. So uh, if you could do me a favor, go over and pick up a copy and leave a five-star review. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We love you. Have a great weekend. We will be ne- back next weekend, and hopefully things will be great and settle down and peace and prosperity and reason and sanity will break out but don't plan on it i think it's about to get fairly spicy and we will be here from the top of the sears tower watching robo king kong tear it all to pieces have a great weekend